Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Koto tato au horihori tenei. Hei hotaka e pāna ki te putaio, te taio, me te kaupapa o te ora. I'm Alison Balance with Our Changing World. And now the 2017 Prime Minister's McDiamid Emerging Scientist Prize was awarded this week to chemist Carla Melodandri at the University of Otago. Carla's been collaborating with a dental colleague to find new ways to treat dental infections and combat tooth decay. She works at the nanoscale. We design and develop nanoscale materials. So they are materials with at least one dimension on the nanoscale size range. And we do that um, because we can produce materials that have very unique and specific properties. And we try to design those materials so that we can aim to solve various real world problems. So what's an example of one of the real world problems you've been trying to solve? The longest running research program uh, in my group has been uh, in collaboration with dentistry. So I had a very um, fortunate meeting with my lo- now longtime collaborator about seven years ago, Don Swass. That was scientist speed dating, wasn't it? So can you t- tell me about that? <laughs> It was. It was. Uh, Don and I were both new to the university. Um, I had started as my as a first uh, academic post uh, as a lecturer, and Don had run his own uh, dental practice for for many years and was returning to university uh, and returning back to academia. And so we we're both new to the university, and so we had needed to attend a course um, specific to those who were new to the university. And the idea was speed dating for scientists, where you have three or four minutes to talk to other scientists and explain your research and just try to make connections and collaborations. So um, having come from a clinical background, Don was very uh, aware of uh, the problems in clinical dentistry that didn't yet have solutions. Um, And I came with a skill and ability to design materials on the nanoscale and silver nanoparticles in particular, as you decrease their size, they become more and more antibacterial. And so it made sense that we combined our efforts and tried to design and create materials containing silver nanoparticles that could be used in dentistry to treat the bacteria, which are the source of the, the dental diseases. So why hadn't this been done before? Silver has been used in dentistry for many, many years. We're definitely not the first to incorporate silver into dentistry. Silver has been used in the form of either an amalgam, so people are quite familiar um, with amalgams that would contain the mercury and the silver, etc., and also in the form of ionic silver or silver solutions, so silver nitrate or a product called silver diamine fluoride. There are limitations to both of these products. So with the amalgam, there are concerns about the use of mercury, but the silver can't penetrate down into the tooth structure from the amalgam where the bacteria remain. Um, And with ionic silver or the silver solutions, 
the onyx silver can cause a, a really dark staining of the tooth. So while it's effective and it kills bacteria, um, it creates a really black, dark black stain on the tooth, which increasingly patients aren't uh, very accepting of. So silver nanoparticles, uh, because of the unique properties of materials on the nanoscale, as I said, when you decrease their size, they become really highly antimicrobial. That means that you only you need to use a very, very small amount in order to have the desired effect. And people have been trying to do this, and we've visited with several dental companies abroad that have certainly been trying to incorporate silver nanoparticles into dental materials. Um, there are a couple of issues. One is that because, again, because of the unique properties, they have a very high surface energy. That means that the particles inherently tend to want to clump together or aggregate. When they do that, they become dark colored. So again, that leads to discoloration. But when we can um, stabilize their surfaces or we can add specific molecules to the surface to keep them separated, that allows them to remain a very, very pale yellow uh, color or oftentimes colorless. Putting these specific molecules on the surface, this also allows us to incorporate these silver nanoparticles into a wide variety of materials. So we can put them into a liquid, we can put them into a gel, we can put them into a cement material, depending on the molecule we put on the surface. And so we have a lot of, by understanding kind of that fundamental underlying nanoscience and surface science, this allows us to develop a wide variety of different materials, depending on the disease and depending on the clinician's preferences. So this collaboration with Don, it's already led to a startup company being founded, hasn't it? Yes, yes, something we're really excited about. Very newly formed, um, only in the last few months, uh, called Sylventum Limited. So at the moment, it's run out of my lab uh, here in the chemistry department uh, at Otago. Um, but we now have a, officially have a, a board and a CEO and scientists and myself and Don advising in the company. So that's been really, really fun. I gather you also work in the area of clean energy technologies. Very recently, yes. Yes, I am moving into that area as well. And this involves making nanoscale crystals of what are called metal organic frameworks. Um, these are framework materials that have very large pore volumes that can adsorb gases. Um, this could be carbon dioxide from, from the atmosphere. This could be um, hydrogen storage to, to be used, uh, eventually used as a, as a clean fuel. And there are many, many scientists working on designing new metal organic frameworks. And it's a really hot area and, and a very exciting area. I guess our contribution to this has been finding new ways to make them on the nanoscale. And the benefit of doing that is that when you take materials and you decrease their size down to the nanoscale, it means that the materials effectively have more outside than they have inside. So they're more surface than they have volume. So the pores, these, these pores that can adsorb and hold gases, are located at the surface, or the majority of them are located at the surface, rather than in the interior. So some of the limitations of macroscopic or bulk metal organic frameworks, or MOFs, is that the while theoretically they can adsorb a really large volume of gas and do so quite efficiently. In practice, this theoretical capacity is not always achieved because there's a limitation in how the gases can be transported to the interior pores of the crystal or the material. So by making them on the nanoscale with all the pores at the surface, this means that we can more um, readily achieve those theoretical um, capacity, gas capacities. 
so they'll be much more efficient at grabbing that gas and holding on to it. We hope so. That's, that's the idea, yes. Why does science matter, Carla? Personally, uh, I'm really excited about the idea, as I said, of, of solving these problems, of solving problems that affect people on a, on a daily basis. Things like using the science to start up companies I and mean, creating jobs in New Zealand and, and good for the economy. It is the understanding of the underlying fundamental science that enables us to apply the science to solve problems. And I think it matters for everybody. Thanks, Carla. That's Carla Melodandry from the University of Otago and the McDiamond Institute. Carla says she plans to spend the $200,000 prize money that goes with the 2017 Prime Minister's McDiamond Emerging Scientist Prize on recruiting new postdoctoral researchers to work in the lab with her. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast first aired on RNZ National on the 15th of February 2018. If you'd like to hear more about some of the other winners of the 2017 Prime Minister Science Prizes, you can find all our stories online at rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld, as well as on the RNZ app. You can subscribe to RNZ Our Changing World as a podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes and Radio Public. And keep in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook, where we are RNZ Science. There's a brand new RNZ podcast series starting this week called Ours, Treasures from Te Papa, which is helping New Zealand's National Museum celebrate its first 20 years. Noelle McCarthy and guests, including Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, talk about 20 taonga from Te Papa's collections that have helped shape our nation's identity. Thanks for your company. Bye for now. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.